still got no audio. I hear you. Fix it. Just uh, read your warning. All right. Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions uh, expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Top of the morning to you and happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't read too deep in it. It's just an excuse to drink. So happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And I'm and I'm gonna uh, stop using that accent because hopefully I didn't drive off any people listening in Ireland. Happy St. Patrick's Day if you are in Ireland and you got through that horrible, horrible thing. Okay, now it popped up. Yeah, I don't think we had. We didn't have audio. We're back now. So should I start at the beginning? You want? Well, I mean, the podcasters had audio. The video just didn't have the audio. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Happy St. Patrick's Day out there. I'm the Madman. Friggin', friggin' EK. You know, friggin' OCD EK. Turn this power strip off. You know, you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet or I'm going to spoil season five of Shit's Creek for you. All right? Anyway. So OCD EK, he had to rearrange the studio again. I'm like Jack Nicholson in uh, As Good As It Gets. You know, you could shave your head. You grow out a beard. I don't care about changes in you. You don't matter. But when you start moving stuff around, that really pisses me off. Oh, it's better this way. And, you know, in six months, you're going to change it again, thinking, oh, it's better this way. Anyway. Golly. Well, I don't know about you, but this COVID-19 nonsense is driving me nuts. I mean, every single news story has something to do with it. It's driving me crazy. We're going to see how the news worth no one goes today. I am sorry. I mean, we can't really... Avoid talking about it, but I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you're, you know, you got to get it eventually, right? You know, you got to get it eventually. the The issue is, you just don't want to over overrun the uh, uh, health facilities with people getting sick. So that's the issue. That's why people want saying shelter in place, especially you know, don't get get involved in big parties, which sucks because today is St. Patrick's Day. That's okay. We do live in the social media society, and we can all live stream our, our own little private party. I made jello shots for myself. Fuck y'all. Y'all stay at home and make your own goddamn jello shots. And then, boom, Instagram live stream. So I think that's how it's going to be for the next uh, next couple months, maybe. The uh, it's, it's funny because it kind of shows, like, how useful social media actually is, is that we can use the social dis- distancing, you know, but still be in contact with each, with each other. You know, when the Spanish flu came around, you know, you no, we we're not leaving, and I can't check on my nana who lives who lives on the other side of town. It was like it, you know, Spanish flu, and it's not racist to call it Spanish flu. It's not racist to call it the Wuhan flu. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. Exactly. What I tell you about being quiet. I will spoil season five. Anyway, wow, like four people just checking out, uh, checking us out on a. Uh, 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 Facebook right right now. That's awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you know you got to get the COVID nineteen eventually, right? Yeah, you know, realize that's how it goes. And and at this point, you know, I just wanted I want to get everyone so sick that they're so sick they can't uh, sell off their stocks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna we're gonna return to a segment we used to have. It's called the Rebecca Felgate Watch. Uh, welcome to the Rebecca Fel- Felgate Watch. Um, so she, she just did a video on like things to do on quarantine. I watched it this morning, uh, and she's just a gorgeous little goofball, and it was hilarious. So I'm going to give her a free shout out because she liked my comment and commented on my comments, and I commented on her comment. It, it, so you know, go check out her video. She just put it out. Rebecca Felgate. Search for her on YouTube. She's uh, love of my life, but you know, she's with somebody else, and if she's happier like that, then that's the way it is. That's how you treat somebody you love. They're happier, let them be. Anyway, so let's get, in this, get into this first topic. I've been having some beers already. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. All right, but here are, here's a list of 13 things more likely to kill you than COVID-19. 
Number 13 is Alzheimer's. Uh, odds are you're probably going to live long enough to develop Alzheimer's, no matter what your age is. So you're going to live through this. You're probably going to live through many other uh, uh, public, ridiculous public panics like this. So you may live long enough to actually die of Alzheimer's. Number 12, diabetes. You're stuffing your face. You know you're stuffing your face. If you're like me, I'm stuffing my face, okay? Diabetes could be a thing for you because, you know, it's probably not going to be COVID-19 that kills you. Number 11 is a stroke. Getting a, a stroke may kill you because you're going you're gonna to live that long to uh, run up the risk of a stroke. Number 10 is hit by a car. You can be hit by a car more, is more likely than actually dying of COVID-19 unless you have, like, immune disorders or you're over like uh, 65 or something. Anyway, number nine is skydiving. You're more likely to die, to die skydiving, but that's on you. Now, I know there's going to be some people emailing me because that's not true. You're not statistically likely to die, more likely to die in skydiving than, um, than, contract, than dying of COVID-19. That being said, you're still stupid. Why are you jumping out of a perfectly good airplane? Why are you up in the airplane to begin with? That's what I want to know. I don't like airplanes. I mean, I'm not scared of them. I just don't like them, you know? Look, they got to shut down the air travel industry because of COVID-19. Number eight is sepsis. You're having some other surgery and you contract sepsis because of some shitty surgeon and you die of sepsis. That is probably more likely than uh, dying of COVID-19. I'm going to get so, email me. I'm going to get so many emails. Madman at fxvgpr.com. Tell me how wrong I am. Um, Number seven, you are more likely to die by shooting at police while guilty of a different crime. I don't know if you watch like uh, live PD or any of those police videos and stuff like that. I love body cam footage, man. That's so friggin' crazy. You ever watch any of that? Oh man, I love that stuff. And it <laughs> quite often, you know, helps helps get the truth out, especially when it comes to police officers doing their job. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> sidetrack. Uh, vehicle collision is number six because accident implies there's no one to blame. A vehicle collision. You're more likely to die of a vehicle collision than COVID-19. Number five is murdered by a lover. You know, you know, statistically, um, the, if you're if you're going to get murdered, you're probably going to be murdered by a lover or a close family member, like your dad or your mom or something like that. And that's a scary statistic, bro. That's scary as hell. Uh, number four is fucking stairs, either going up or coming down them. You could take a tumble and that's it. That's it. I don't know how, like, people are always falling downstairs in movies and surviving. That's weird. Or, or like, you'll see somebody, like, fall out, like, uh, from the second balcony and stuff like that, and they're okay. Get up and run away. Like, they're running from the killer, and they jump off the balcony in the main, main hall or whatever like that. They just get up and run away. Didn't even twist an ankle. I've jumped off of two-story buildings. I didn't, yeah, I guess... But, you know, I was like 17. At 17, you could probably do that. But I'm, you know, 43 now. I'm definitely breaking something. <laughs> uh, number three thing that you may die of, more likely than COVID-19, is some strange autoerotic cosplay incident. Awesome cons coming up, so it could happen. Uh, number two reason they may kill you, more likely than COVID-19, is cancer. How do you stop it? It keeps metastasizing. It's a... It's a mystery. It's a mystery of an illness. It's, and the number one reason, or <laughs> number one way you might die, as opposed to COVID-19, is a heart attack. Those things are horrible. Anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about Schitt's Creek here. I don't know how far, if I should put any spoilers in, I don't know. But I'm going to talk about Shit's Creek because I just finished watching it. You know, I've been catching up on my entertainment. Uh, I watched all all of it up to th- the fifth season. And so um, I just wanted to re- review it a little bit for you. I'll talk a little bit about it. So uh, Shit's Creek, point number one, with a bullet, the names of Roland Shit and Jocelyn Shit, fucking brilliant. That is probably one of the funniest character names. I Two of the funniest character names I've heard in a long, long time. And every time they have spoken out loud, you can sit there, they be sitting talk, talking to Jocelyn, saying Jocelyn's name, and then somebody will say, Jocelyn, shit. And I just laugh because that's, that's some of the funniest character names I've ever seen like put down 
into art form. It is amazing. Excellent writing. I really, I really do like this show. But let's start first with Catherine O'Hara. Boy, she is looking rough these days. Um, uh, she used to be quite the looker. Um, um, but now she looks, especially in the show, she looks like a weird clown, which works because she's still funny. She's still got her chops, you know? I mean, she is, uh, she is a real, real legend in comedy, if you ask me. Um, uh, do you remember all those Christopher Guest movies she did? I mean, she was in all those. I mean, she's most known for being, you know, uh, the mom from Home Alone. And, and she's done so much more than that. I mean, uh, I think she even started in the 70s being, uh, uh was it Second City TV? I believe Second City TV doing doing comedy there, writing writing and performing comedy there, and you know she's been in tons of comedy movies, and you know it's it's kind of a shame because you know God forbid you know when she dies, hopefully many years from now, you know all these women are going to be saying is like look look at the career of Catherine O'Hara, and it's like it's and you how can you argue that women can't be funny? These misogynist assholes that say that women can't be funny when Catherine O'Hara has been in the trenches since the seventies making people laugh. And she's been making me laugh, and she's a goddamn legend. And, you know, it's strange how these people, people like her, people like Jane Curtin, they don't get celebrated during their lifetime, you know, by these feminists who, who, who argue about these points. It's like, if Norm MacDonald says women can't be funny or something like that, you know, it's... How can you, how can you not say Catherine O'Hara, Gilda Radner, Jane Curtin, women can't be funny. Catherine O'Hara is one of the funniest women that ever existed, and hopefully she lives a long and happy life because she's even hilarious with her effete mannerisms and her, uh, uh, you know, this asshole that uses big words just because they know you don't know <laughs> She's hilarious because I don't understand half the words she's saying, and I'm just like, God, what a horrible, what's that word other than arrogant? It's, uh, I don't know, I don't remember. Catherine O'Hara, legend, always love to see her and stuff. Um, you remember Cookie when she played Cookie in a uh, uh, Best in Show, and they kept running across the guy she <laughs> banged all throughout her life. And Eugene Levy, playing her husband, uh, is you know he's there for all of it. These guys are like hitting on her, you know, <laughs> right in front of him. It's hilarious. Epic stuff, epic stuff. Christopher Guest, another brilliant comedian. Um, yeah, Eugene Levy. Playing Eugene Levy, being married to Catherine O'Hara, that's always good. That's always good and and, uh, and funny. Uh, he he does this dry thing. He's really good at being dry. Both of them are really like good at being dry humor. And so um, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, they're both good at the dry and deadpan kind of thing, the kind of bungling idiot kind of kind of way. It, yeah, uh, Eugene Levy. I mean, he looks pretty good. I mean, he looks like. Uh, yeah, way better, way better. But he, I guess he's not really supposed to made made to be look nerdy like he has been in the past. So anyway, I guess it's true. I guess men age better than women. Lucky me. Um, Daniel Levy. Um, fucking hell. Um, have you ever like seen somebody who's just overly emotive with everything, and it doesn't even seem like they're uh, what's the word? Just maybe just nervous around people in general or just cameras and maybe I can't possibly act. Can't do it. I can't act. And he's bisexual? Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe for a second that that guy is bisexual. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, and because of that, I kind of lost all respect for Stevie, like, really early. Really early, because, you know, let's let's be honest, she's a fruit fly, a fag hag, you know, straight woman that hangs around gay guys and tries to fuck them. What's up with that? Maybe she's bisexual, attracted to men who look, act like women. Mm. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, um, yeah, he's, she may be bisexual, but Daniel... What's his name? David in the show. His real name's Daniel. David in the show. Uh, yeah, that that dude. I think is just one hundred percent gay, and that's all there is to it. Uh, I will. I will be honest. I do like Patrick. I think Patrick's a solid dude. And uh, uh, congratulations to them. I think he's a nice guy, and he's good for David. Ek's not in here, so I'm just. I'm talking a little bit lower. I hope you don't mind. Sorry for spoiling it for you if you haven't seen it. 
just a, it was the sweetest damn proposal ever. Anyway, <laughs> so Alexis, um, she needs somebody to slash her in the face. Uh, a girl like that needs a scar on her face so that she develops a personality. Now, I've known good-looking women like Alexis, her character, she, as, as an actress, who knows who, what her real personality is. But if it's anything like the way she is, it's Alexis. Ugh. There's nothing worse than a beautiful woman, excuse me, beautiful woman with no personality. <clears throat> excuse me. And so it's, you know, I've, I've known so many women like that. And, you know, and then, you know, I meet them and I instantly don't like them. I can see that they're, they're and I'm just like, ugh, you know. And then somebody, somebody will come to me and it's like, oh, so-and-so, Alexis, Alexis is saying she gets the vibe that, that you don't really like her. So no, I don't like her. She's vacuous, you know, annoying, mean, narcissistic. Shall I go on? And then she's like all of a sudden interested in trying to get me to like her. And all my friends are like, dude, you can totally fuck her. You can totally fuck her. You successfully negged her. And it's like, I successfully negged her because I really don't like her. This isn't a ploy. I'm not that devious and evil trying to pretend not to like somebody to get to fuck them. What's that like being ruled by your dick anyway? So Alexis is very much that kind of girl to me. I like Ted, though. Ted is uh, delightfully dumb for a veterinarian, a guy who went to that much school. He's delightfully dumb for what he does and his education. Uh, they're, so I guess they're probably a good match, I suppose. Uh uh, yeah, so, uh, Twyla is sexy as fuck. How come she's not on the screen more often? EK told me that, um, that's actually Eugene Levy, Levy's daughter? Daniel's sister? I'm like, wow. His kids are not bad looking. He, I guess his wife must have been a hottie. But damn, Twyla's hot. And she could do way better than Ivan. Uh, yeah, let's see. What else do I want to say here? Yeah, she needs more screen time. Um, here's the thing that bugs me about this show, is that no one is truly evil. In, in a show that was similar with, with a similar concept, like Arrested Development, Lucille Bluth, that bitch was fucking evil. And even in, like, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know that, like, those characters are mostly evil. They're horribly, horribly narcissistic people, and, uh, and at a, to, the, to a fault, to a fo fault where they're evil, you know, where they're just like, fuck everybody else, I'm doing me. You know, running over everybody. But there's no one like that in Shit's Creek. Every single character has redeeming qualities about them. And it's more like, the, you know, the jokes of them being, you know, pampered, elitist assholes. Those, those jokes are rooted more in ignorance than in malice. You know, so it's, it's more like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm this way or I'm rude because this is, because I'm all about me and this is the way I've always been. And it's like, it's, it's. It has a different attitude to it than like Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Arrested Development in the sense that it's like, oh, then if they start to realize like how they're doing somebody wrong, then they try to correct it and be a, a better person. So I think that that is uh, that's interesting about the show Shit's Creek. So I definitely I definitely like the show. Um, I give it nine of 13 stars um, minus four stars for making me gay enough enough to hate Mora's and Alexis's choice in nail color. How dare you? How dare you? Anyway, it's, it's, it's a damn funny show. Nine of 13 stars. It, it's somewhat shallower than like Arrested Development and a, a little less funny intellectually than um, uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's funny, it's funny to, to say that like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a more cerebral show than than Shit's Creek cuz Shit's Creek in many ways is kind of is kind of uh shallow in many ways 9 to 13 stars uh EK hasn't seen season 5 I guess I won't spoil it for him sorry for spoiling it for you but that's just between us here on Shock Monkey Radio So it turns out I won't be going to Awesome Con I, I'm I'm horribly heartbroken about this, obviously. Um, but lo uh, Lost in the Long Box, uh, another show here on FXBG Public Radio, uh, Wednesdays at six thirty. They're live, and you can go find them. On, they have a YouTube channel where they show off where we show off our, all, all our cool comic books, 
all my Justice League comic books. Happy Gora, happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, they got a YouTube channel. They also got a subscribable podcast. So if you also listen to this this show, you should also listen to them because I'm on it. Anyway, so they got press passes to go cover the event. Um, so keep an eye on them for more more on that. We'll, uh, come come May, come the first week of May. But I can't go. Hmm. Look, uh, I love I love nerdy stuff, and I would totally want to catch a whiff of Leah Thompson. And uh, maybe even shake Tom Wilson's hand and tell him I loved him in Freaks and Geeks. Um, however, I hate crowds. I hate cities. I hate people. Persons are great. I love persons. But people, eh. Does that make sense at all? Anyway, so uh, you can think I'm a misanthrope all you want. But the real issue is I need a safe place to shit. Now, bathrooms in cities, at conventions, ballparks, etc., you know, they're not very good for dropping a deuce. You know, they're, they're usually smaller, boom, they're usually smaller, you know, dirtier, overcrowded, no privacy. Ooh, I shudder. I shudder just thinking. <sighs> Pooping in public in a city. <sighs> you know, and I, I also, you know, it also, I also catch more attitude from non-smokers in cities. No, it's just the way they are. You know, I smoke, you know, and the more more shit you give me about it, the more I want to light another one. So, jeez Louise, what's this world coming to? Besides, even if I went to to Awesome Con, there's nothing I could really dress up as. I mean, I guess I could go as Fat Thor, but I'd need to wear a wig, and I'd have to find, like, a Baja. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we have any. I got some old flannels from the 90s somewhere I could probably dig up, but I don't think I ever owned a Baja in the 90s. I would ask EK, but I doubt he has one that'll fit me. He may have one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, how old is he in the 90s? Anyhow, like five, ten years? Anyway, I don't know. Doesn't matter. So that's really the issue. I need a, I need a place to poop. Um, so I'm not going to Awesome Con, but Lost in the Long Box is. So if you are going to Awesome Con, be sure to look for Lost in the Long Box. Say hi. You know, shake their hands, you know, give them coronavirus, and be sure to tell them repeatedly that Shock Monkey Radio is a superior show and that you only listen to Lost in the Long Box just waiting for the madman to make a joke. Like last week when I, suge- when I asked how many Comic-Cons take place in Oz when they're referring to the Emerald City Comic-Con. Be sure to tell them that. Say hi to them. Enjoy Awesome Con. I won't be there because I like being, I like my toilet, basically. <laughs> I don't like to get too far away from it. There's a few other places I could go, but that's basically the issue. So all of you people is like who just think that I'm misanthrope, it's like, no, I don't want to poop in public. When I was, when I was in the Navy, uh, when I went in the Navy, I only, uh, it was like a week before I pooped. <laughs> that's bad. It's all right. I'm, I'm regular these days. Okay, so I had a nightmare that I was a gynecologist. Or I don't know if it's a gynecologist, but who I, I had a nightmare. I was, I was the guy who sews women up after childbirth. Now, look, I am really squeamish about blood and guts and like something like that. And somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, check it out. I just broke my arm and their bones poking through the skin. Oh. Seriously, I might gag. And so that's why I decided not to be a doctor, because if you don't want to get a doctor that's going to be like, hey, check this out. For some reason, that's just my I, my gag reflex, particularly that. I mean, people could shit their pants or piss in front of me. and It's, it's nothing. But if you have an injury, that shit drives me crazy. So here's the thing. In the dream, I was sewing up one destroyed vagina after another. And... This is this is why I described it as a nightmare. And so it was horrible. It was terrifying. And it's not like it's not like I've ever seen such a thing. But my mind constructed amazing visuals based upon of things that I've read, you know, if you have an active imagination and this kind of like the double-edged sword of being a fiction writer is that your mind can really fill in the details. Anyway, whoa. Anyway, so I woke up someone shaken by this dream. I went to the bathroom, 
I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw the size of my head. And the first thing that came to my mind is, Mom, you are a champ. What was I, 11 pounds, 9 ounces with this head? Granted, it was a lot smaller then. But believe me, if I dropped 100 pounds, you'd, you'd look at me as like, whoa, you need to put some muscle on or something because your head is so big. Mom, you are a champ. I love you. Thank you for going through that. Oh, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Anyway, but... And so it reminds me that sometimes a nightmare like this can remind you of the most amazing and terrifying thing of the human experience, the miracle of motherhood. You women are fucking magic, all right? You gestate life. Your next generation grows within your body, and then you wreck the shit out of your vagina to introduce your child to the world. That's amazing, magical, and disgusting. It's something I, as a man... As a, as a cisgendered white man coming from a place of privilege, I will never understand, and I will never, never not find it revolting. But like Ann Coulter says, women are celestial. You're magical creatures. You can do this stuff, and we can't. All we do is we come by, we drop off some seed, and on our way. Hopefully you can capture them. You have them, you know, get married or something like that, because that's best for everybody get married if you get somebody pregnant you know i'd like to be a father one day i think that'd be nice i would you know i would love to put my seed in a woman and nine months later my child rips her open i guess i never really uh i guess i never really found a woman i hated enough so ek put <laughs> ek put up my email address so direct your hate towards this <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm serious. You women are magical. It's amazing. It's terrifying to me because there's no, there's nothing really comparable. Uh, people will say that you know kidney stones are equal to the pain for men, and I'm just like, uh, you know, but it sucks. You know, women get kidney stones too, which is that doesn't seem right. If you have, if you have to deal with childbirth, you should be exempt from things like kidney stones. I think. Great design, God. No, I'm kidding. It's a brilliant design. It's amazing. It's amazing. I can't. Thank you, mom. Thank you, all you women who give birth, because I could I could not imagine like my body ripping open to deliver a, a an amazing creature. Humans are amazing creatures, and that's why you go through such pain in childbirth is because our heads have gotten so big, you know, that I mean you see videos of horses giving birth and it's just like nothing. You know, pop it out and they're off walking around eating grass like ten seconds later. It's amazing. It's amazing. You women are magical. Don't let anyone tell you. But life is a disgusting biological process. I think that's why, like, when uh, after you give birth, these women just like they don't care. They uh, lick poop off their, their you know, wipe poop with their hand off of their kids because they're just like, I've seen it all at this point. You know, it's, I've seen the disgustingest parts of human. <laughs> We're, 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 we're me yeah, we're messy, we're messy biological creatures, and most are, you know, most creatures are, uh, I mean, it's not like we're the, what's that, the sea slug, with that, just, all that, all, is, all it does is produce mucus, it's a booger slug, Ugh. sea cucumber, that's it, sea cucumber, what a disgusting creature, <laughs> anyway. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all you mothers out there. That was a hell of a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I didn't take my pill today. Feeling weird and a little bit lazy. I think I might put, the, put up the whole show. I don't know. I might. I might not. But here we are about uh, right, yeah, six, right about 6.30, so it's time to get into the news worth knowing. What I tell you about shutting up? I don't respond well to authority. David and Patrick got engaged. Oh, that was fucked up. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie plays the lead in Cabaret. What I tell you about shutting up? That doesn't even make sense. I know. See, I'm still giving you a little something to look forward to. <laughs> I pissed off Eric. He's going to yell at me later. I know it. <laughs> I didn't ruin it. 
Sorry, listeners. I hope I didn't ruin it for you. It's a lot of drama that builds up to it. It is. It is a lot. It's it's like I said, it's the sweetest damn proposal I've ever seen. All right. Anyway, let's get to the news worth knowing. Uh, Concerned about uh, coronavirus uh, and reckless behavior, quote unquote, reckless behavior, Ireland closes all pubs before St. Patrick's Day. This is sad, Ireland. Happy St. Patrick's Day, but. Anyway, leaders in the Republic of Ireland closed all pubs and bars to stop the spread of coronavirus and help curb rowdy behavior on St. Patrick's Day. Why bring that into this? Say, it, say it's about you. If it weren't for the coronavirus, you're, you would expect the rowdy behavior anyway. So why even bring that up? Burp. Sorry. Sorry, Ireland. Just doesn't seem right to do this. Anyway. Yeah, uh, so they they wanted to close all this, all the bars and pubs, because of uh, it's one of the busiest days of the year in the Emerald Isle tav- taverns. Irish Premier Leo Varadkar announced the news uh, on via Twitter on Sunday afternoon. The message from the government press office cited the global pandemic and recent reports of reckless behavior at an unnamed pub in making the decision. Doesn't this happen like every night in Ireland? I would imagine. There's something rowdy going on every night in Ireland. Anyway, uh, quote, in discussion with the Licensed Venters Association Association, and Venters Federation of Ireland, the government is now calling on all public houses and bars to close from this evening until at least March 29th, the statement said. Quote, the government, having consulted with the chief medical officer, believes that this is an essential public health measure given the reports of reckless behavior by some members in the public at certain pubs last night. What does that have to do with coronavirus? It's Ireland. Pubs get rowdy. I should hope. It continued. uh, While the government acknowledges that the majority of the public and pub owners are behaving responsibly, it believes it is important that all pubs are closed in advance of St. Patrick's Day. The LVA and WFI had warned of the real difficulty in keeping people apart per recommended health regulations in Ireland's famous, famous watering holes. In Ireland's famous watering holes. Uh, officials also urged people not to even hold house parties in a bid to slow the spread of the viral disease. It's sad. I, I mean, I'm, I'm drinking tonight. It's fucking St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, I'm sure you are too. Anyway, the, uh, the closures took effect on Sunday night at midnight, Sky News reports. According to Reuters, videos of spirited groups singing in bustling Dublin had recently sparked outrage on social media. One bachelor party in particular was seen to be moving down the street in medical overalls and face masks. <laughs> yes! Nothing's going to stop us, mate. An offense that Ireland's health minister, Simon Harris, declared as an insult to medical workers. Though the drastic decision was made for the good of the nation, Twitter's Twitter users largely agreed that they're shocked by the news so soon before St. Patrick's Day. No kidding. One commenter joked that the news would serve as great motivation to approve coronavirus testing me- measures. And there's a list of tweets. Why is, a, why is listing tweets always part of this news story? Damn Twitter. Uh, Dublin had previously canceled its famous St. Patrick's Day parade due to the virus. As of Tuesday morning, the United Kingdom had reported 1,000 uh, lots of coronavirus. Yeah. That seems horrible for you, Ireland. I feel real sorry. I mean, I can't think of anywhere where, I mean, if I were in Ireland, if I were visiting Ireland, or if I planned a a trip to Ireland, I would want to make sure, if I could, that it's in March, near March 17th. I would love to spend St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. And I'm sure if you're Irish, you're you're pissed off too. You're you're holed up on your streaming cameras, (laughs) having a couple drinks. I hope. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Such as it is. That's horrible. Since it is St. Patrick's Day, let's keep going to uh, another story from Ireland. Ireland is giving inmates alcohol-free hand sanitizer to fight coronavirus over fears they would make moonshine. Well, yeah. Duh. Irish officials... Irish officials, excuse me, Irish officials hoping to stop any spread of coronavirus in the country's prisons 
are only giving inmates alcohol-free hand sanitizers out of fear they would use the uh, other kind to make moonshine, a report says. Excuse me. The move comes as alcohol-based hand sanitizers are already banned in Ireland's jails following a 2014 incident in which three inmates at Limerick Prison consumed a cocktail of hand wash and prescription drugs and were sent to a hospital. God damn it, it must get boring in prison. Uh, where they caused mayhem for the staff and other patients, according to the journal newspaper. However, it runs against recommendations from the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which argue that alcohol-free hand sanitizers are less effective in combating the spread of germs. See all the beer you drink? Gassy. It's your fault. Many studies have found that sanitizers with an alcohol concentration between 60 to 95% are more effective at killing germs than those with a lower alcohol concentration or non-alcohol-based hand sanitizer, the CDC says on its website. An Irish prison service spokesperson told the journal that prisoners are only being given the alcohol-free kind for security reasons. The unique environment of a prison and the sheer numbers of diversity of people who pass through our prisons make vigilance around the infection prevention and control absolutely necessary. The agency added in a statement. The IPS spokesperson also told the journal that 99% of cells have access to toilets and hand-washing facilities. Why include that? 99% of the cells? What is that 1%? And how do you feel if you get put in that cell? It's only temporary. It's only temporary. What do I do? Knock on the next door cell? Oh, I know what it is. It's solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. Anyway. uh, Yeah, of course. Of course prisoners are going to eat, like, drink this shit. (laughs) Uh, Plus, I'm sure that, like, there's even lighters in in prisons. And you can start fires. Make bombs, probably. You can blow up a hand sanitizer. It's funny, you know, there was a time where, like, people were worried about, like, hand sanitizer going on, like, planes and stuff like that. People could, like, it'd be a bomb and so forth. And now it's like you need a shitload of sanitizer on a plane now. <laughs> <laughs> we do need the big bottles of hand sanitizer for a big, long flight, right? <laughs> oh, irony. Oh, irony. You know, humans are silly creatures. Uh, man at an Italian market spotted wearing a social distancing donut amid com- coronavirus <laughs> di- pandemic. Go look for these pictures because this is hilarious. A uh, man in Italy has been spotted uh, wearing what has been described as a social distancing donut in order to ensure he stays a safe distance from others during the country's outbreak of COVID-19. In the footage, which was shared online last week, the man was wearing a large yellow saucer, which has been suspended around his waist with two arm straps. <laughs> and this would be a safe distance. Another man can be heard asking him in Italian, <laughs> to which the donut-wearing citizen confirms. For coronavirus, he responds. <laughs> the video was reportedly captured in Rome's Mercato Testaccio. You think that's all right? Okay. A popular food market located in the Testaccio neighborhood south of the city center, according to a tag placed on the video. Uh, nowhere in the footage does the man refer to the apparatus as a donut, although the name has been applied by social media viewers as well as popular mechanics. <laughs> popular mechanics weighed on this. Weighed in on this. Twitter user soon, uh, <clears throat> soon declared the man un genio, a genius, and praised him for his ingenuity, while others asked why the World Health Organization hadn't thought of this idea first. <laughs> Love the internet. Wish I could understand Italian because that up, opens up a whole new realm of Italian posts and tweets and hilarious people commenting on things. I guess I can figure it out. Classico esempio di ingenio italico. LOLs. Yeah. Classic Italian leadership. Or ingenuity, it looks like. Oh, yeah, that, that Classic is- Italian ingenuity. That's what it sounds like to me. That's, that's what's useful about learning Spanish. Like six, six languages you can figure out by reading. Mm. Happy St. Patrick's Day. 
Other, others, meanwhile, have real concerns about a, how he planned to actually get any shopping done or even get through an average door frame. This is a very good point if you look at this because uh, it's huge. Despite the jokes, the practice of social distancing amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has been recommended by health agencies to stem the spread of COVID-19. Social distancing, this is a quote, for COVID-19 means uh, avoiding places or gatherings where you're likely to, likely to be exposed to respiratory droplets from others directly or on surfaces. Dr. Jill Grimes, an urgent care physician at the University of Texas, had previously, previously told Fox News. Uh, quote, we, we know this virus is spread primarily by those droplets up to a distance of roughly six feet, cough or sneeze, or, and av so avoiding areas where people are physically closer than six feet is key. This doesn't look like six feet in this donut. Just so you know. Just so you know, sir. And uh, really, with it, I don't think he can get into any buildings or something like that. I just think he's having fun while he can. Good for you. Good for you, sir. That's that's how I am. And he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh as the world burns. I don't care. Like, people start dropping dead in the streets. It's hilarious. But that's not going to happen. I would love for something like a 28 days later situation. Everyone just this infection turns everyone to zombies. Oh, it'd make things so interesting on this planet. Not that it isn't interesting now. It is. People freaking out, like fighting each other in grocery stores. Oh, that's interesting as hell. Interesting as hell. I love it. Because people are dumb. Super dumb. So dumb. Do you know what TDS is? EK, do you know what TDS is? No, you're thinking of Texas Instruments. It's Trump derangement syndrome. Nice. And so uh, you know how people lost their minds since 2016 in many ways. Um, and so I, it has been labeled Trump derangement syndrome. Now I want to tell you about this next news story here on the News Worth Knowing. Canadian man appeals court ruling against his grab-her vanity license plate. Can you see where this is going? Canadian man is set to appeal a new court ruling that revokes his vanity license plate, which bears his last name, Grabber. G-R-A-B-H-E-R. -E Lauren Grabner, Grabber of Nova Scotia claims he has been using his family name on his license plate without incident for nearly three decades. According to reports, the Department of Motor Vehicles first approved the Grab Her license plate around 1990 and has renewed it without issue ever since. However, in 2016, in 2016, an anonymous person, let me, let me rewrite this just a little bit. An anonymous Canadian person complained about it to the Department of Motor Vehicles, claiming it, it promoted hate against women. In response to the complaint, the license plate was canceled. Grab Her and his attorneys have demanded the license plate being reinstated, claiming the decision was discriminatory, unreasonable, and a violation of free expression. In January, the Nova Scotia Supreme Court ruled the license plates are not, quote, public spaces. Fucking Canada. With a history of free expression and that this particular plate was recalled because it was, it could be interpreted as a socially unacceptable statement without the benefit of further context, which it does not provide. Fucking Canada. It, not everyone's smart enough to get this, so it's not allowed. People aren't, <laughs> I don't know if people can hear you, but he said you know, people aren't smart enough to get this, so it's not allowed. Yeah, that's basically true. Quote, the decision is not about whether Mr. Grabher's surname is offensive. It is not. Justice Darlene Jameson wrote in her decision, according to the Canadian press, quote, the primary function of a license plate is not expression, but it is identification and regulation of vehicle ownership. The license plate, by its very nature, is a private government space. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, who is supporting Grabher, claimed in a statement Monday, the license plate is an expression of Grabher's family pride over three generations, reflecting their German-Austrian roots and heritage. Quote, there was no evidence that anyone, including the anonymous complainant, had suffered any harm as a result of the plate. Jay Cameron, who represents Grabber, said in a statement, quote, there is no evidence that censoring, censoring Mr. Grabher's name after 27 years of use on a license plate makes anyone safer. 
See, this is the problem with countries like Canada. I, I love you, Canada. You're, you're good friends and everything like that. You know, but let's, let's face it. Most of you live on our border. So, uh, so don't, you know, don't get confused about who's really the, 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 the big dog, shall I say. And all this liberal bullshit, I mean, like, Quebec has been a pain in the ass for a long time. It's like, you go and speak English in Quebec. See how long, how much fun you have. Go to Quebec and speak in only English. See how much fun you have. And listen to them when they speak to you in English. Not only do they feel like, that, you know, ugh, they're dirty for even speaking that language. They murder it on a word-by-word basis. They murder English on a word-by-word basis. That's how much the, what are they called, the Quebec- Quebecois? That's how much they hate English. They're fucking insane. All right. And then you get over to like Vancouver to like get to the, their left coast. You know, then you got a bunch of liberal hippies and stuff like that. And they see grab her on a license plate. And the next word that pops in their mind is pussy. That's not Mr. Grab her's fault. Okay. Just that's because that's where your mind went. Doesn't mean that's where his mind ever was. And that's the whole issue with this cancel culture thing. It's like people are catering way too much to the minority of people who lodge complaints. One person makes a complaint and it's got to go through all of this litigation and bogging down the courts just because like a couple of complaints because some little baby can't deal with their own brain. You see, grab her and he goes, that guy must have said meant by the pussy because it's 2016 and everyone's pissed at Trump. Anyway, that was a bit of a rant. I'm, I got some beers in me. And so, uh, yeah, you can email me at madmanfxvgpr.com if you're angry at me. But I'm sure the people I pissed off the most are prob- today are probably homosexuals who don't understand my full context and uh, possibly Irish people. How dare he use that accent? That's not how we sound. I could have did a South, South African accent if you'd like. <laughs> I love the English language. It's got so many nuance, so many nuances. So many nuances. All right, Mr. Grab her. We'll move on. Wow. Wow. Okay, we got 12 minutes left. I got two more stories. Um Colorado sheriff asked criminals to halt their law-breaking uh law-breaking during the coronavirus crisis. A Colorado sheriff's office has responded to the coronavirus outbreak with a tongue-in-cheek Facebook post asking criminals to stop their unlawful antics until further noticed. Notice, quote, we appreciate your anticipated cooperation in halting crime and thank criminals in advance, says the post that was written Monday by the Logan County Sheriff's Office. We will update you when you can return to your normal criminal behavior. That's good. That's a good one. All right. The... Forgive me for mispronouncing this. I spelled it earlier when I did my Instagram post. The Puyallup, Puyallup Police Department in Washington State tweeted a similar message on Monday. Quote, due to local, uh, local cases of COVID-19, PPD is asking all criminal activities and nefarious behavior to cease, the department wrote on his Twitter page. Quote, we appreciate your cooperation in halting crime and thank criminals in advance. We'll, we will let you know when you can resume your normal behavior. The Hill reported that the Puyallup PD is one of several law enforcement agencies around the country to call on criminals to behave themselves due to the spread of the COVID-19. Quote, sure hope it works, William uh, McIntosh wrote in the Logan County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. But another commenter, Jess Faulkner, wrote, way to joke about a very serious threat to America. Yeah, there are people out there just looking for something to be offended about every single second of every day. Uh, And JG So What left... (laughs) You get it, JG. So what? Left a comment saying he found the sheriff's office post offensive and quote the wrong way to go about about things, making a joke over crime when they're supposed spelling a check to be holding up holding upholding the law. No, no dash, nothing. Anyway, uh, yeah, people are idiots. Can't take a joke, and I don't know if you know about cops, but they deal with a lot of crazy shit. They deal with like dead bodies and shit. How you if you're working around somebody who's just been murdered or something like that, you got to have a sense of humor so you can get through that the horrible, horrible experience. 
Let the cops try to be funny. I know that they're not professional comedians. I know I give them shit from time to time. Say, you know, you shouldn't try to be funny. But this was funny and it worked. I'll give you a hard time if it's funny and it doesn't work. And plus, you know, people are taking this coronavirus thing way too serious as it is. Have I mentioned that? You know, I saw a really good one for Lorray. Now I can't stop. I, now I can't shut you up. I saw a really good one for Lorray. I, 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 think I hit is... you with both barrels. Now I can't stop you from talking. Go ahead. This is a good one. Go ahead. Uh, it was a uh, very similar setup. Uh, we'll let you know when it's okay to get back down with your bad selves. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, but That's the nice. police official police department statement. Nice. I, th- I thought you were going to include that one. I'm surprised. I did not see that. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I just thought you were going to bring it in. It's, but what yeah. do you follow? Like Larray Police Department? I, fo- I follow people that still live there. Oh, and, and they share stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, do you even follow like the local police department? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who does that? Who follows your local police department Facebook page? Small town people. I guess. I need a friend. The cops will be my friend. Okay. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Okay, so uh, loving the time of coronavirus. Colon. New York couple determined to tie the knot amid pandemic. What is up with these cumbersome, cumbersome headlines? That's, f- that's practically a paragraph. Loving the time of coronavirus. Colon, New York couple determined to tie the knot amid pandemic. I guess they there's a bit of economy of words with, by using pandemic instead of continuing with COVID-19 crisis or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so this is in New York City. Uh, it's been a glamour. It was to be a glamorous New York wedding with some 200 guests enjoying iconic views of the Hudson River. Ew. A diverse array of international cuisine and blood orange jalapeno margaritas against the lavish, lavish backdrop of cherry blossoms signaling the start of spring. Instead, the nuptials of Madeline Fauntleroy. Oh, my God, no wonder she wants to get married. Like, right away, right? If, you're, if your last name is Fauntleroy and you're a woman, you probably want to get married right away. Hmm. Spitting COVID-19 all over my laptop. Uh, yeah. The nuptials of Madeline Fauntleroy and David Doherty Jr. are set to take place this Saturday with a group of six people on the rooftop of the couple's lower, Ma- uh, lower Manhattan apartment with homemade cake and a potluck meal. Must be nice to be rich. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic sweeping, sweeping the country forced the pair to cancel their meticulously planned March 21st re- wedding at the famous Chelsea Piers, and many businesses across the city and state have closed their doors. But the couple is not complaining. Quote, it's a surreal experience, but we are so lucky amidst all this, Fauntleroy said in an interview Monday. People are very sick and, and people are being laid off, and that is not lost on us. Everything that mattered one month ago, the food, the flowers, does not matter now, she said. This is a wedding, and we still have each other. Fauntleroy and her, boy, they keep using that last name, right? Fauntleroy and her 36-year-old fiancé, both of whom work in an event planning industry, in the event planning industry, sent an email to guests on Thursday alerting them to the change in plans after Mayor Bill de Blasio announced dozens of confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus in New York City and declared a state of emergency. Quote, at that point, we felt it was really unfair to make people travel, Fauntleroy said of the 194 194 confirmed guests, most of whom live in other states, including her parents. The pair quickly scrambled to come up with a plan B, a small ceremony at Chelsea Piers with a reception to follow at a nearby restaurant. But the restaurant soon announced it was closing, and the couple then opted for a gathering at the Maritime Hotel where they had uh, blocked, blocked off rooms for guests. Quote, that was plan C until they a- emailed us this morning and they uh, said they decided to close the hotel completely. Fauntler, yeah, Fauntler had said. <laughs> the last resort was a couple's two-bedroom apartment in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan, Blocks from the venue where they had planned to dance and uh, to a live band's rendition of Frankie Valley's "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You" uh, with their nine, nine bridesmaids and seven groomsmen. The the apartment, as it turned out, would be a fitting choice. "Quote: It's come full circle," laughed Fauntleroy as she described waking up one morning inside of that same apartment to find her fiance kneeling on one knee and asking her for her hand in marriage. "Quote: The proposal was supposed to happen on a run in Central Park." but he couldn't wait any longer for our schedules to align. So he did it one morning in the apartment. It was very intimate. 
so too will be their wedding. A friend is baking the cake. The flavor is a surprise. Ooh, well, I don't know if I'd do that for my wedding. No, 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 no. I want to know. I'd want to. I'd want to know exactly what my cake's going to be. Sorry. Anyway, good friend though, uh, and a group of six guests will enjoy a potluck-style dinner. Wait, I got to bring a dish? Put me down for chips or soda. Anyway, <laughs> the guests will enjoy a potluck-style meal and a takeout platter from local seafood business, Luke's Lobster. The bride said she'll still wear her dress, a simple white silk gown with a train by designer. Uh, who cares? Complete with a classic wedding veil. Uh, quote, one of the florists we work with is throwing together a, a bouquet for us, and I'm not even sure what will be in it. I don't know if I'm down with this. I don't, yeah, I don't know if a surprise party wedding is a good thing. The, uh, this is what Fauntleroy said. Quote, I'm usually a pretty type A person, and I've got to say I'm now trying to let it all go and allow other people to help. Wow. They want it done. I wonder if they've had sex yet. Do you think like like really religious? EK, they haven't had sex. It's like, this is happening. We plan on this. This is going to happen. Before COVID-19 takes me out, I'm going to have sex. I will have sex. I will lose my virginity. As for the money spent on the wedding, none of it should be lost. The two are planning to throw a party at Chelsea Piers in October. Fauntleroy explained, after all this nonsense. And the vendors have agreed to transfer the payments to a later date. That's very nice of them. Uh, the bride and groom said their story underscored the resiliency of a city that has no stranger to hardship and loss. That's no stranger to hardship and loss. Quote, these people are tough, and some may come here and think New Yorkers aren't the nicest sort, but they pull together in hard times, and love always prevails. Funtler, I said. Wonderfully said. Very, 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 very cute. Very funny. Um, I'm sorry. I still think that uh, that Patrick and uh, David getting engaged is... Uh, Cuter than that. EK, he looks hurt. EK looks EK looks hurt. Anyway, so I want to remind you, if you have if you want to email me, I haven't had a meal, uh, mailbag in a couple days, so you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Uh, if you want to ask me any questions, you want to yell at me for my stupid Irish accent, or he's like, you South African is horrible. And it is, it is horrible. And I, I appreciate that. I understand that. So you can email me, email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. If you don't want me to put out your info out there, just ask. I won't do it. I'll put you as an, an anonymous anonymous emailer. But I'll definitely respond. Um, please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron, and you'll get all the access, all the video access. I feel kind of lazy today. It's St. Patrick's Day. I don't really feel like clipping a video, so I may just put up this whole video on YouTube, search for Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. I, by the way, I just recent I recently changed the name. I must have got drunk and did this, but I've recently got. It takes like a week to change your like Google name, and then it like filters down to your YouTube channel. So now I'm Shock Monkey Radio instead of I used to be the Madman Lowercase on on YouTube, but now it's Shock Monkey Radio. Hopefully, it's a lot easier to find. Tell your friends to uh, watch the clips uh, and videos that I have up on Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and you will get all the video content. Even some, uh, I did a special one by talking about love and sex, you know, for the patrons over on patreon.com. That means three bucks a month, three bucks a month. And I put out a lot of entertainment for you. I do a lot of things for you. Uh, yeah. Go to teespring.com slash store slash madman lowercase. Buy some t-shirts and so forth. Yeah. Look for us on Facebook. Look for me on Twitter. You can find me. Let me know. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm the Madman, and I love you.